cash. How do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. <laughs> With the 22nd pick in the 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. Hello, hello, and welcome to this abbreviated version of the Straight Cash podcast. We're coming to you today because it was such a big night for the Vikings on Thursday night as they try to, you know, tail off this rebuild and still be a very good team. Two first round picks. They they end up trading back with one, but still made two picks. Uh, and I think get two guys who could be rookie starters for them next season, which would go a long way uh, in helping replace Stefan Diggs and helping replace all of the cornerbacks that the Vikings lost. So let's start as Roger Goodell introed for us there with Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. At The Athletic, we're lucky to have riders across the country, and no one knows these prospects quite like the ones who covered them for their entire college career. So let's welcome in Brody Miller to hear his thoughts on Jefferson. Justin Jefferson even remembers the locker. It was number 118. It was a walk-on locker. Because Justin Jefferson didn't join LSU until a few days into fall camp of 2017. He was a two-star recruit from Destrehan, the younger brother of two other LSU football players who wasn't highly recruited. He came to LSU after a battle for academic eligibility, and he came in and quickly made a statement. By 2018, when Jerry Sullivan, an NFL receiver guru who's been around the NFL for decades, kind of fell in love with him. Jerry Sullivan in this day calls him one of his favorite players ever. And what he liked about him at first was simple. He listened. He always took advice. He became one of the most polished route runners in this NFL draft by working with Sullivan. And what I also loved about him was that toughness. He's not that big. He came to LSU only weighing 175 pounds, but he was never afraid to go across the middle. He was never afraid to block. Actually, one of the best blockers on this whole receiving core, even though he isn't the biggest guy. And by 2018, on a season with basically no other established receivers, he was the primary outside target, the go-to guy who showed he can do multiple things. Come 2019 with this new offense and Joe Burrow breaking out and, and Joe Brady leading the receivers and Justin Jefferson shattered records with 111 catches, over 1,500 yards, he became one of the top receivers in America. And he did that coming through the slot to show he can play different spots. Now, Justin Jefferson isn't, you know, your superstar freak athlete. He didn't run a 4-2-40. He's not six foot four. He's not all those things. But what Justin Jefferson is, is one of the more polished route runners. He gets the, he's not going to run that 4-2-40, but he is going to get the full speed by second or third steps, Oldman will tell you. And he also brings the toughness, the kind of toughness that lasts in the NFL and might go on for a long time. And Jefferson was a guy who I think the Vikings had targeted for a little while. Rick Spielman admitted as much. I think the only question with Jefferson as it pertained to the Vikings was whether they were going to feel comfortable drafting a player who spent most of last season in the slot, considering that the Vikings already have a number of players who do well in the slot. Uh, Obviously, Adam Thielen can play anywhere, but he does his best work in the slot. Chad Beebe can play in the slot. B.C. Johnson can play in the slot. So it was a bit of a question as to whether that would bother the Vikings as it pertained to Justin Jefferson. Uh, But as Jefferson said in a conference call with reporters, he has spent most of his career playing on the outside. Last season was actually his first season in the slot. So He feels like he's versatile. Mike Zimmer said he likes that he's versatile, that the Vikings can use him uh, in a number of different ways. And fairly or unfairly, he's going to often be compared to Stefan Diggs. I think obviously it's unfair to, you know, expect him to come in and immediately replace Stefan Diggs, but the Vikings drafted Jefferson with the pick that they got back from the Buffalo Bills in the trade uh, where the Vikings gave up Stefan Diggs. So that's a 
pick that, you know, that, that will follow him throughout his career. It's something that he said he's not too worried about. He just wants to make a name for himself. Uh, but it will be interesting to follow. Uh, I do think that the Vikings did get a lot of value with that pick. While he wasn't the fourth receiver overall taken, he was, you know, viewed by a lot of people, including the athletics draft expert Dane Brugler as the fourth best wide receiver behind those top three of Lamb, Ruggs, and Judy. So the Vikings are able to get a guy past the Eagles who are one spot in front of them and a team that I think were looking at Jefferson. So they do well there. And then after that, uh, they're on the clock at number 25, knowing that they wanted a cornerback, but since there are a lot of options still available for them, they're able to trade back with the 49ers and eventually make this pick at number 31 overall. With the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, defensive back, TCU. Gladney is a really physical cornerback who I think will be a lot of fun to watch with Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer has said with these young cornerbacks, he would much rather tell them, whoa, than go. As in, his, he wants somebody like Gladney who is aggressive, who is going to try to make plays as opposed to somebody he's got to tell to be a little more active. So Gladney has admitted uh, in his conference call that you know, he plays with a little bit of a feistiness. He is only five foot 10, which is shorter than a lot of teams like for outside cornerbacks. So I don't know where he'll play. Rick Spielman said he's going to leave that up to coaches. Uh, But I think one interesting stat to highlight about Gladney that Rick Spielman noted was as they were deciphering through all of these second tier cornerbacks where nobody really knew what to make of them or how to rank them. One of the things that Rick Spielman or stood out to Spielman was the red zone quarterback rating when targeted. Uh, he was, Spielman said that he was really impressed by what Gladney was able to do in those short yardage areas where perhaps you might think a shorter cornerback might get in trouble against plays like fades and things like that. He said Gladney actually uh, performed really well in the red zone, and that was part of why the Vikings drafted him. I do think the more likely option is that Gladney plays in the slot at nickel, and then you have Holton Hill and Mike Hughes on the outside. Uh, but that is all stuff that we will learn down the road. It, it'll be uh, fun to see how the rest of the draft shakes out, especially since the Vikings netted two extra draft picks in that trade where they were able to move back and still get Gladney. So Spielman said that they're going to be very aggressive on Friday in rounds two and three. They have these 12 remaining draft picks, so they can package a few of them, move up. I fully expect them to. Perhaps we even see some fireworks with Trent Williams, though I think that's uh, less than a 50% chance of happening. But the Vikings have the capital to make a lot of moves, which is going to make Friday very, very interesting. Uh, As the weekend continues, we'll have lots more at The Athletic. I'll be writing, John Krasinski will be writing, Arif Hassan will be writing. Uh, We'll break down everything that the Vikings do. And then on Monday, we'll have Arif Hassan on this podcast to break down the entire draft. So stay tuned to that. And thank you so much for listening to the Straight Cash Podcast.